Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Along with bringing you updates and critical information happening all around the world, we're always fortunate to have the chance to bring our local ELA lawyers into the conversation. These folks are practicing on the ground in jurisdictions all around the world, working daily to help their clients move through difficult times. On the program, we span the globe. We've received updates on critical information from ELA members everywhere. Today, we're gonna be chatting with one of our members in Eastern Missouri. Joining us today on the program is Melanie Keeney, chairperson at Tuath Keeney, Cooper, Mohan, and Jackstat. In this podcast, Melanie's gonna be previewing and chatting about some of the topics that we'll be covering in an important upcoming webinar, U.S. Business Immigration, The Road Ahead Under the Biden Administration. If you'd like to register for this webinar, you can find the link in the description of this podcast. Welcome to the program, Melanie. Always great to chat with you. How are you today? Well, hi, Peter. I am hanging in there. Good. Glad to hear it. Hey, let's cover a couple points that are going to be featured in the webinar that's coming up. And particularly, you know, with the Biden administration coming in, there's been lots of changes. But have our members that are in the immigration practice, have they seen the business immigration changes that they expected to receive? in the Biden administration? So Peter, the answer to that question is yes and no. So there were over a thousand policies changed in the immigration world under the Trump administration. That includes all types of immigration, both business, family, enforcement, and such. And because of that, the Biden administration, who has a completely different philosophy on immigration, has come in to make changes. And so that takes time. If you're going to try to undo or choose which policies you're going to undo, the administration has started doing that. So the good news is we have seen some positive changes. In the business world, we still have a lot we'd like to see, and we're not exactly sure the Biden administration is going to go as far as we want to go. I think we're seeing that the Biden administration is moderate in the area of immigration and business immigration, so we're going to have to keep our eyes out for what we're going to see in the future. I would mention a few specific changes that the panel will be addressing. Is that okay, Peter? Absolutely. Yeah. Give us a, give us a clue on what's going to happen. Give you a little taste. So we're going to be talking about some of the changes like lifting of the Muslim ban, that travel ban. What does that mean for business people? The rescission of Baja, Buy American, High American. There's some provisions that have been rescinded that will impact the H-1B visa employees that many, many of our clients are trying to get into the country or to extend their status. So the practical impact of that we're going to hit. We're also going to talk about the, what I would call sort of sunset of the ban on the non-immigrant visas, the H's and the L's that was happening across the world at embassies. And that sunset, that ban sunset on March 31st of this year. So what does that mean for businesses getting their people in the United States? And obviously that's a good thing. But like there's some been some hiccups we'll be talking about with respect to COVID and such. Another thing we're going to be talking about is the H-1B lottery. And that's a hot topic for many of our clients. There were some proposals and some proposed regulations out there regarding restrictions and changes to the lottery process that would emphasize and prioritize high-wage people in the process. That might help some of our business clients might hurt some of our business clients, but that's been delayed. We've seen that under the Biden administration. I think that's a, a positive, but let's t- we're going to be talking a little bit more about that. We're also going to be talking about some regulations about H-1B wages 
themselves, like prevailing wage components, methodology for calculating it. Some of our, our clients will remember last October, the misery of some changes in methodology where the Immigration Service and the Department of Labor increased wages by you know, up to like 30, 40, 50%. That went away. And now the issue is, will it come back? If it comes back, when would, when would we see that? So we're gonna be talking about that, that issue. We're also gonna be talking about some changes with respect to processing delays for family members, particularly. You know, in this world, most or many families are dual income families. So we might be able to have, you know, the H-1B worker, the L-1 worker, whoever's out there is cooking along, but the family member, the, the spouse, hasn't gotten their employment authorization that they're supposed to have. Well, that, that impacts the family, that impacts the company, a lot of stress, a lot of drama. So what's happened, there have been some recent changes just as recent as last week on that. Our members will be talking about all of these issues and more. Wow, sounds like a handful. Just boil it down for me though. I mean, I know one of the things that has really changed is how international talent is hired and retained. So in a snapshot, will it be easier for businesses to hire and retain international talent? Okay, so that's the million dollar question, right, Pete? So I'm an optimist, but I'm also a realist. And I still think the answer is yes. I think there are some caveats to that. But one of the changes we saw just in the last couple of weeks is the Biden administration recognized, re-recognized something called the deference policy. So when a business hires an H-1B worker or an L worker or some other kind of TN, something like that, some kind of a visa holder, and they go to extend that person's visa. You know, over the years, there had been deference granted to the agency's decision to grant that visa. So when you would go up for an extension, nobody was panicking. You just filed your petition and usually it got approved for an extension because you'd already proved eligibility the first time around. Well, that changed under the Trump administration. They got rid of the deference concept and it was reproving everything again and massive requests for evidence and an increase in denials of people who had already been approved for H's sometimes three, four, five, six times, waiting a long time for green cards. They've been approved many, many, many times. We're getting denials and whole families were uprooted and left, caused havoc at uh, the business side. So the deference memo has been reinstituted or re-recognized. So we're very excited about that. So I'm hopeful that that is a signal to what I would call just some, some calmness in dealing with immigration issues for our HR people out there, our business planners, our business leaders and managers. So I think that's really a good thing. Re-recognizing some computer occupations that should actually be recognized as specialty occupation. The Trump administration had sort of undone that memo about what does that mean? Now it's back. There's also even in March, the USCIS had said for those, there's a subset of H-1Bs where there were a lot of denials for failure to prove the employer-employee relationship for third-party work sites. And USCIS said, hey, we'll even take those back and take a look at them again. We'll consider maybe approving those cases that were denied. So we're seeing some positive things. That sounds like a positive thing. Let's talk about the subject that usually ends up leaking into every one of our podcasts, and it's COVID. So how has the Biden administration, in your opinion, handled COVID as it relates to the area of international travel for business people? 
So this is not what I would call the best area for this administration for the practitioners. This is where we have seen more restrictive policies than we did under the Trump administration. What does that mean? What does that mean in practice? So you, I'm sure, Peter, have heard about the travel restrictions for COVID for people coming into the United States. And there are travel restrictions for what we call the Schengen countries. That's like Europe, right? Most of Europe. There are restrictions for people coming home from Brazil, from China, from South Africa, from a number of countries. And now just recently, India, right? So because COVID's so high there, there are new travel restrictions. So it gets, this is an area that is fraught with confusion because there's getting someone a visa, that's part of the equation. And it's the other part of the equation, if they're out, if they're abroad, is how do you get them here, right? And pre-COVID, you know, you go to the American embassy, get take your visa approval, or if you're in a blanket L, which is this whole other thing, you know, you take your packet, get your visa if it's approved, and you come into the United States directly. Well, COVID, because of COVID, the Trump administration and now the Biden administration have said, well, you can't come directly from these countries to the United States. We want you to go sit somewhere else for 14 days before you can come to the United States. Well, that's a big deal, right? Go sit somewhere else. Where are you going to go sit? So we, <laughs> on the ground, we have been going crazy trying to figure out where can we send people? Where can they go sit for 14 days? Because they have to sometimes get a visa to get into some other country to sit for, for 14 days. Not only that, from a business standpoint, imagine having your crew go sit on the beach somewhere for 14 days before they come with well, the cost of that, right? So we're dealing with what we call national interest exceptions or looking at these presidential proclamations and determining how do we get our people here? How do we get them here? Is there a workaround? Do they qualify for an exception? And the Biden administration actually narrowed the exceptions, the national interest exception under the Trump administration managers and certain kinds of supervisors and, and such were, if you could establish your case, they were exempt. Now the restriction applies where the business has to be a critical infrastructure business and the individual has to be vital to that. So that really narrowed down your industries. There are other exceptions, you know, somebody who has a child who's a U.S. citizen or spouse is a U.S. citizen. There are a lot of other exceptions, but we're dealing with the narrowing of the definition, which has really caused issues for our clients. So how long is that going to go on? What about if they're vaccinated? Can't we get around this? We're all asking questions. Our panel is amazing and they're going to address all of these issues. Some, you know, just the high level and the practical issues. What gives some advice in that area? Who's going to be joining you on the panel, Melanie? We have an awesome team that's going to be joining us. Elizabeth Gibbs is going to be talking about the Trump area kind of retrospective, like what happened, what changed to give us sort of to tee up the issues of now what are we going to expect? So Elizabeth's going to be talking about that. Nicholas Watkins is going to be talking about COVID, the impact of COVID, the lingering impact of COVID on visa processing, on employer compliance with I-9s, you know, all those issues. And then I'm going to be talking about sort of the H-1Bs and the wage issues and stuff like that. Daniel Oldenburg is going to be talking about regulatory changes. This is a very important area as well. And proposed legislation, the Citizenship Act. How will that impact our business clients? Ryan Helgeson will be talking about the top 10 topics for business immigration change that we'd really like to see come down the pike. 
So we have an awesome panel and Todd Patopoulos is actually our moderator. He's, he's also amazing. And he's gonna help guide the panelists through all these issues and hopefully provide some excellent and practical advice for the participants. That's gonna be a super panelist. So for those of our podcast listeners that haven't been to an ELA webinar, if you like what we talk about on the podcast, we spend a lot more time digging deeper, take your questions. It should be great. Melanie, as always, it's a pleasure to chat with you. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Peter. I look forward to seeing you at the webinar. For those that want to register for the webinar on May 18th, notes for that are in the description of this podcast. You can also find them on the ELA website. If you'd like to connect with Melanie or any of our lawyers, you'll find them on the website at ela.law. Just go to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page, click on the jurisdiction you're interested in, and find your lawyer. You can also sign up for invitations to upcoming webinars like the one on May 18th. You can also download white papers, get access to on-demand content from our library, or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.